and welcome back to Sea Red UK, a UK-based Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good. I'm half asleep, but apart from that, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Been a few late nights for me with work, and then on the top of the the late nights with the Bulls, I'm I've been struggling a bit the last couple of days, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, um, obviously we had them a few days off, and uh, we were going to record last night, but you was selfishly working, paying your bills and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, disappointed in that one, to be honest with you. Sorry, I'll try and do better. I'll try and do better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like you say, we've had them a few days off and I think if we'd have recorded this podcast on, uh, what was it, Monday morning, straight after the game, then it would have been a lot different to how it's going to go tonight. Yeah. Even if we'd have recorded last night, uh, maybe slightly different. I've chilled out a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, we'll get into it in a minute, but it, it's kind of left me a little bit numb feeling that game, really, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to go too deep on that game because it is, what, two days ago now? Yeah, um, trash. <laughs> obviously, our last few podcasts we've... Um, started with a rant mainly about Paris and me just been angry um, <laughs> so we've come up with a new sort of feature um, and we're going to call it Raging Bull now I didn't really have a rant set for tonight but because I've made a new jingle up for it I kind of want to drop the jingle have a little bit of a rant and uh basically get it out there that it's our thing just in case anybody else wants to copy it <laughs> so, I mean this rant is going to be a bit you know if you was eating curries the last few have been Vindaloo this is a bit of a Korma maybe a Madras so I'll play the jingle and then I'll go into my rant so here we go don't make me angry you wouldn't like me when I'm angry <laughs> so yeah the game on Monday morning. Um, as our listeners are aware, wherever you're from, we get up at like 1am, 2am, 3am, whatever, to to watch these games. And they're kind of like a way of us getting away from real life. So, obviously, we, we'd missed Bulls them, what, three, four days that we were without them after the, the Pelicans' defeat. We were looking forward to this Bulls game against Nuggets as a way of maybe getting a bit of momentum going again. And I mean, I hate the Sunday Sunday night, Monday morning games because I leave my house at 4am on a Monday morning to go to work. So when the games are finishing at half three, it's not good. So for the fact that Bulls come out the way they did on, again, well, the whole game against Nuggets... I was in the right arse yesterday. (laughs) And like I just said, if we'd have done the pod, it'd have been a lot different. Uh, Like I said, I've chilled out a little bit, which is why the rant is maybe a bit more chilled out. Um, Moving forward, it's not going to be a regular, well, it could be a regular feature. depends on what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, I just wanted to get that little one in there just to uh, trademark the jingle and, the feature basically so we'll we'll go into the game and yeah <laughs> it's 
yeah, like you just said, left a very numb, horrible feeling mm-hmm. after it. You know, mm-hmm. like the, I, I was quite, considering it was one o'clock in the morning, I was quite hyped, ready for it. And I think by, was it the end of the first, start of the second, I put in the live thread, this is going to be a blowout. Yeah. And I was in an ass for the rest of the game, really. Um, didn't get much sleep after that. Like I say, maybe half an hour tossing and turning on the city. And then I went to work and, yeah, kind of had a bit of time to think about the game. And, yeah, we didn't lead the game once. We come out flat, no energy, you know, especially after three days off, you'd expect mm. a lot more from Bulls. Um, you know, we was even missing free throws in that first couple of minutes. I think Demar had a couple, Zach had a couple. Nothing was falling. And then, you know, we kept getting runs where, you know, like a 7-0 run, 8-0 run, where we'd get it back down to four points. And then it was just Nuggets just went, nah, you know what? We're not having this. Yeah, it and just then, always felt like they had another gear, didn't it? Yeah. And I think a lot of it was down to the bench. You know, when they took out Joker, you know, MPJ, even Murray, you know, he still was didn't look like he was back to his best, but he was still causing us a lot of problems. That was when we seemed to get on a run, and then we they'd bring them back in, we'd bring our starters back in, and it'd just go flat again for us. Mm. And one thing that we said that seems to keep cropping up is the three-point shooting. We can't score them, and we can't stop them. And the fact that Michael Porter Jr. scored as many as we did in the whole game mm-hmm. kind of tells you how the game went. Um, I mean, the, the, the stats themselves were just weird. The game, like the, the whole team stats, like rebounds, we had 43, they had 38. Free throws, both hit 17 or 21. Assists, again, this kind of tells a bit of a story. We had 24, they had 33. Mm-hmm. Steals, we had 9 to their 11. Blocks, we had 4 to their 3. And turnovers, we had 18 to 16. Obviously, the story was the three-point shooting. We hit 6 of 22, they hit 13 of 27. So, over double the amount that we we hit. Yeah, and you just can't win games that way. You can't. No. And, you know, a lot's been said about Billy's rotations again, which, I mean, we're going to speak a bit more about Billy later on, but, again, he took out P. Will at the end and he had Caruso on Michael Porter Jr. And it's just like, it's not working. What? You know, and it's kind of painting Caruso in a bit of a bad light, the fact that he's persisting with this. But he did it the problem is, is he's been put into positions where he's is is in a bad matchup. Yeah, you know, nice. I mean, P. Will wasn't having a fantastic game. He was no. having a game essentially. Do you know what I mean? He was there. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I mean, he just uh, well, I mean, everybody, nobody was good on the team, so it's hard to to pick anybody out as playing particularly well. But um, 
Yeah, he. I mean, he. He not. He's like to look at his box score. It's not the worst, but I think actually watching the game, it, it didn't look that good. You know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, on the defensive end, P. Will is a bigger body. He's he's longer. You know, everything like that. So you have more chance of stopping MPJ. Yeah. But on the other side of it, is MPJ going to stop him? You know, and. It seems as if when he was getting that little bit of aggression, that little bit of confidence going, he was getting took out. Mm. Um, I mean, we did see one play where, did he rebound it? And he just kind of shoved one of them out of the way. I don't know yeah, if that was MPJ. It was Murray. It was Murray. Was it? Yeah, he knocked him flying. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want to see. And yeah, it was just a horrible game. You know, Joker... You know, you look at his box score, and he's not putting up the points, but he was influencing the game with his assists. And yeah, I know fourteen assists. That's just nuts. Yeah, and you know, for a, just for a centre, <laughs> and you know, he just yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't even even attempt to break this game down just because it was that. That bad from Bulls. I mean, mm. you look at our individual box scores and, um, you know, Zach was our top scorer with 21, uh, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, no blocks. But this thing with Zach, he was one of six from three. Yeah. And that's just not good enough, especially when Demar's only putting up 16 points, two rebounds, four assists. And a block, you know, obviously he doesn't hit threes as it is. And then your third star, Vooch, nine points, six rebounds. And yeah. that was it. That's, you know, and that's not a typical Vooch stat line at all. It's not what we expect from him, what we need from him. No, but it's becoming a bit more consistent with Vooch at the minute, isn't it? It's just mm-hmm. seems to have gone backwards from how he was. At, you know, he was poor against Pelicans as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And it seems to be when he comes up against a centre that's actually legit. Yes. He can't do it. And, Whether and it's, it's concerning, really. Yeah. I mean, when you've got Drummond coming off the bench, right? Yeah, he was going up against um, DeAndre Jordan for the majority of it. And he's putting up a double double, you know, 13 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal. Yes. You know, it's concerning because you kind of think, well, one, would Drummond have done it against Joker? Which he probably wouldn't, do you know what I mean? Mm. Joker's just on a different level, but you kind of expect more from Vooch, don't you? You do. And, I mean, I haven't got Vooch's three points brought down, but I don't think one he of, One of three. Which, again, it's not <laughs> what you want to see from him. Mm-hmm. But if that's what he's doing from three... You want to see him doing it in the paint as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and then as usual, the bench kind of got us back into it. Well, Dragic and Drummond mainly. Yep. Because um, Javonte got eight minutes, or just short of eight minutes. Five of them been garbage time, which yeah. really don't understand what was going on there. And he just put up one rebound. That was it. Um, yeah. Caruso, 
no points, no rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. You know, even that it's just yeah, I just don't know. It's just a horrible game, and it's obviously the second time at home that we've been blown out this year as well. Yeah. So, yeah, like I say, we weren't going to go too deep on the game. I don't know if you've got anything else on it. That... No, not not really. Um, I mean, we're going to be talking about the other thing that I have have here in a while, so I won't get into that. Um, there was a few highlights. That's the only thing I would say. that I mean, there were a few highlights in the game, but around the highlights, it was just nothing. Do you know, we'd have like this little bit of a surge or a little bit of a spurt or somebody would do something quite pretty and then flat yeah you know and it was um it just seemed like you know you know normally in a game somebody does something and it it sets a spark within the players and they they kind of go from that then but it just didn't seem to be happening even when somebody did do something good it was just like okay well that was one play and now we're disjointed again yeah um so there was just no like you say, there was just no momentum there. They just couldn't seem to get any, and they certainly couldn't seem to keep any. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're good, I'll move on to our uh, Pog Dog Hog. Yeah. Um, go for it. I'm going to get the bad stuff out of the way with this one, though. We're going to go to Dog first because... You know, <laughs> it's just too depressing. <laughs> so... The, the dog, um, I mean, I put everything. Worst performance of the season, um, apart from a few highlights, as I just mentioned. They just never looked even interested in fighting for this game. Yeah, and I kind of match that. I just put lack of effort, lack of energy. Yeah, and, and you know, that's exactly what was lacking. There was no energy. No, it was um, as if they were still on the days off. Yeah, they just sauntered through the game, really. And um, and that's no good for us getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning to watch a game and then to watch them just stumbling around the floor and not really caring. Yeah, it makes it hard to stay awake for. And It, it does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I struggled a bit now the other night. <laughs> yeah, you had just finished work, to be fair. So. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement with the disappointment of it is pretty much just the, the whole performance as a whole. Um Highlights then, as I mentioned, there were a few highlights. Um, we've already kind of talked about what I had as my favourite, which was P-Will utilising his strength and size against uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, he just floored him and then <laughs> went up for the finger roll. And it was like a fly bouncing off a windscreen. Do you know, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what we're constantly talking about with P-Will. I mean, he's a big guy. He's you know, he's built well and he needs to use that more. And when he realizes that, which he seems to be getting it more and more, when he realizes that he can just put his body in the way of people and get a lot of what he wants that way, um, I think we're going to see major improvements in him and we're already seeing improvements in him. Yeah. Um, but to fire down a few of the other little highlights I had was there. Uh, Dragic had a pretty up and under off the feed from Zach. Yeah, um, Drummond played a nice two two man game with a couple of plays in a row with Zach uh, 
one in particular got him uh, into the paint for a nice stuff at the rim. Yeah. Um, Zach did kind of almost like a switcheroo pump uh, fake for a layup, but he's still only laying them up. He's not he's not putting them in from above the rim, is he? He's getting there, but not not consistent, is it really? No. Plus, I mean, what was it? Was the first layup he had in this game, and he actually blew it. And yeah. like, what? Why? I mean, Zach would normally three sixty something like that. Let alone <laughs> go for a layup. Do you know, yeah. just put it down with authority, and you're not going to miss it then. But um, anyway, I guess he's not not quite there yet. Um, uh, Dromich, a little bounce pass, kind of cutting back with the bounce um, from Dragic, and it led to a nice two-handed lay-in for Dre. Yeah. Um, Demar's block on Aaron Gordon, uh, on Aaron Gordon, while going up for the jam, was very close contender for my favourite. And um, the last thing I had written down was. Uh, Dre hitting his 10,000 points marker. Yeah, so you didn't actually cover mine in that, any of that. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, I had the um, Ayo steal on Gordon under the bucket, and then he went coast to coast. Yeah, he kind of ripped it away from him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't have that down, actually. Yeah, that was a good play, too. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there were, like I say, there were highlights in the game, but they just <laughs> didn't seem to to start anything or to spark any kind of fire in them. You know, it was just like, okay, we'll wait another five or six minutes for something else to watch. Do you know? Yeah. You know, but anyway, um, so player of the game, as we've alluded to, I may or may not have uh, lost power to my iPad and decided <laughs> instead of getting up and finding a charger to just close my eyes for the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, I did try to use my phone to finish the game, but, just trying to stare at that small screen was too much for my eyeballs and I just fell asleep. <laughs> but I got yeah. most of the game in and you ended up having to um, to sort out the player of the game without me and I'll let you yeah. take it from there. Yeah, I mean, obviously I did I did put it into the live thread and you did give an answer. Mm. Um, like I say, because we do it about halfway through the fourth so it yeah. can change from time to time. Uh, the first name I mentioned was Zach because it did seem that if anything was going to happen, it was happening through him, but then he just didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as the game sort of went on, it was awarded to Andre Drummond, who, as we've said before, was a double-double off the bench with 13 and 11. Um, You know, and as you've just said, one of the highlights is he hit his 10,000 career points in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Big marker for any player. You know, and from how he was against Pelicans in his first game back, it was a you know it was almost back to the Drummond that we were expecting to see. Now. Yeah, definitely, he definitely looks more himself for sure. So, obviously, sort of second on the list was the other part of Drummond on uh, Goran Dragic, mm-hmm. and he seems to be coming up in these player of the games quite a lot at the minute. He really does. Um, you know, I mean, these two have had a combined one before. I think uh, Dragic has had a, I think Drummond's had one on his own. Dragic had a couple of them on his own. Just as we keep saying with him, he's just that steadying factor off the yeah. bench. Yeah. So, yeah, the, it went to 
Andre Drummond in the end. And that kind of leads me into the next bit, which um, I had to get up at one o'clock this morning to get, um, which was a bit strange when Bulls weren't actually playing, getting up <laughs> at that time in the morning. I was certainly questioning my life when I did wake up for it. <laughs> um, but I was fortunate enough to get the chance to ask uh, Drummond a couple of questions. And I've got the audio from one of them. It's not the best. Um, as I recorded it on my phone off another screen. Um, so it is a little bit quiet, the Drummond part of it. But you can tell it's me from my dulcet northern tones. <laughs> Um, you've seen the video, which isn't the best either, so you can confirm there is Andre Drummond in it. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone, anyone doubts me, I can send them a very poor-looking video that <laughs> kind of proves it. Um, I did actually ask him two questions, but the first one was about Yanis, um, and my audio broke on me, so the other guy who was hosting it actually ended up asking the question. Um well, I say it wasn't Bulls related, so not into it. So basically, we I wanted to know which nickname he wanted or he preferred out of the ones that he'd seen going around for him and Dragic, and also just to ask him about Dragic. So I'll put the, the audio on for you to listen to, and then we'll go into it afterwards. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, not bad, you. Uh, great, they complain watching this game. See where what you got. Yeah, you, you've uh, come in with quite a good connection with Goran. You know, just how good is he? And uh, which nickname do you prefer for the two of you? Well, I've seen uh, 3 and D, Drummitch. Um... Uh, Drummitch, I've, I've heard that I've heard that a few times. I actually like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Drummitch, you see Goran and I, man, you know, we've we had that connection since Brooklyn. Got a, a brief stay together in Brooklyn where we had a chance to play with each other. Uh, we also had the same basketball trainer too, so we we've always had that connection throughout our career. And in passing, the summer times, so we were playing pickup together, so the connection was always there. So there was no surprise when he came to Chicago and the success of our our uh, our time together has been going well. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been fun to play. <laughs> awesome. Cheers. So yeah, that's the the audio. Like saying, apologies if it's um, not the best, as it's not the best recording I've got. Um, but as you can maybe hear, he likes Drummitch, which shout out to Neil. <laughs> it was you that come up with that one. Yeah, but hey, listen, how cool so, is it that you got to actually speak to the man himself? Yeah, I'm. I'm not I mean, gonna that's, lie. That's I awesome. was. I was absolutely bricking it. <laughs> I went a little bit fangirlish and lost the ability to talk, and tripped over my words. And yeah, <laughs> all in all, a bit of a pleasant but horrible experience all in one. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. You still managed to get it out, and you managed to get the question across. And 
he gave an answer and he seemed to be enjoying it and yeah, it's all good it's cool yeah and you know he seems like a really chill guy to be fair you know he's just he was taking all sorts of questions um but yeah obviously he went with Drummitch, which was your your nickname that you come up with yeah baby so, <laughs> apologies to Tim Sinclair who was the 3 and D you know but you've got bulls bears and everything else you do so <laughs> yeah sorry not but sorry we can always use multiple there's multiple monikers for several players you know we can throw it out there every now and then you know just 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 to keep Tim happy <laughs> yeah and then also apologies to CHGO crew who I didn't actually put the nickname or mention that nickname um, he did. He has seen it. The uh, dra- dramatic, dramatic. Yeah. Um, but you guys have got IO, so we're having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time. But we're taking this one as a, a massive dub for us, and uh, yeah, hopefully at some point we'll get to ask him some more questions. Yeah, that would be cool. So watch this space. Yeah, just a little bit on Drummitch, as we've got that name now. As we just said, they were, the, in well, my opinion, the top two players in the game against Nuggets. And, you know, everybody was that underwhelmed by the signings of them. Mm. Yet, we kind of, I don't want to say we called it, but we just said, you know, we're going to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. And the more we saw a Dragic at Eurobasket, we kind of said he could be the underrated signing of the season. Um, you know, I actually called Drummond as my unsung hero in our predictions. I would say it's more Dragic at the minute, to be fair. Yeah, probably, but still, they, they're, they're very linked. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I'd quite happily go with Drummond for the unsung hero so yeah. far. <laughs> you know, just basically to get that nickname out there again. Yeah, absolutely. Keep pushing it. <laughs> So, yeah, um, that's a, a weird, weird experience. And even doing this podcast, I'm completely out of my comfort zone, as you've mentioned, you are as well. So yeah. to speak to him on video when there was other people watching as well was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not confident in that environment. <laughs> so, yeah, if I, if I can get the proper video of it somewhere I will share it when I can um, but yeah it was uh, worth getting up at one o'clock for put it that way there you go so yeah I'll uh, I'll send it to our, our little advert now um, for those that don't know it's for Stump which is where it all began for us absolutely The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Welcome back. Um, we kind of quickly went over the Nuggets game and 
touched on how Drummond is becoming my fast becoming my guy. He won't replace Javante, so don't worry, Javante. But he's going to be up there. Uh, we just want to. We haven't really had a chance to have a general chat about Bulls, have we? Lately, no, no. We've been too uh, focused on the actual games themselves. I think. Yeah, which is why we kind of rushed through that first bit there because we just. I guess maybe it's hot topics at the minute. We just wanted to discuss um, just things we're seeing on the socials and a couple of things we've noticed ourselves, really, which mm-hmm. whether other people have or not, I don't know. So the first one we wanted to discuss was Dale and Terry going down to Windy City Bulls. Um, obviously, we did mention it in the last episode. and Yeah. Uh, because he was assigned down to him on, was it Thursday? Uh, yeah, Thursday, wasn't it? And then yeah, the Bulls had Friday off, or was it the other way around? I can't remember. But Casey Johnson basically put out it was because Bulls had the day off and they wanted him to get some structured practice. Since then, it's come out that Dale and Terry actually spoke with uh, the people that matter and asked to go down. I don't know if it's because he'd seen, obviously, a bit of a break in the schedule or what, or he just, just wanted to get some minutes in. Mm-hmm. But either way, he ended up playing in both games on Saturday and Sunday for Windy City against, well, both games were against Iowa Wolves. And I did say that I was going to watch the one on Saturday, but I think it was, was it an 11 o'clock tip for us. And I missed the first half because I was asleep. According <laughs> to my missus, I was snoring my head off on the city. There you go. Which I don't believe her. I think I was just resting my eyes. It's been a long week. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, what I did see of him, you know, it's what I expected, basically. Uh, in that game, uh, Windy City ran out 126, 121 winners. Uh, yeah, 121 with the win. Um. Terry actually played 33 minutes, 18 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. He was 1 of 3 from 3, and he was 7 of 12 field goal-wise. However, he did have 8 turnovers and 5 personal fouls. So, yeah. Like I say, from what I saw of him in that game, it was kind of what I expected. He's just chaotic energy. (laughs) He's just... But if he yeah. can harness that in the right way, and he will, he'll learn how to do that. And if he harnesses that the right way, he's going to be a firecracker for the Bulls. Yeah, and this is why I'm all for him going down to Windy City. Absolutely, completely. And the fact that he wanted to go down to Windy City as well mm-hmm. is, well, if that is true, which there's no reason to doubt it, then he needs to be getting these minutes in. He's not going to develop sitting on the end of our bench getting two minutes in garbage time we've no. seen that with Marco you know what I mean um, you know because you were just saying you need if he can you know rein that in a little bit and what have you going into Sunday's game uh, again against Iowa Wolves and Windy City ran out 121-105 winners he got 32 minutes in that one 14 points 4 assists 10 rebounds 6 of 12 uh, field goal he didn't actually attempt any threes but he only had two turnovers and two fouls so it's as if he did harness it a little bit yeah 
the following night. And that's kind of what we saw from him in Summer League. He got better as it went on. Definitely. You know, it's like he first steps on the court, he's got to prove a point. And he just goes all over the place. And then he realises that he's got to do what he's got to do. Um, Obviously, following that on Sunday, he then drove straight to the United Centre and kitted up ready for balls, which, you know, two games in one day. Uh, He ended up getting five, well, just over five and a half minutes for balls, put up five points, no rebounds, two assists, one on one from three, and he actually finishes a plus three in the game. Obviously, complete garbage time, but he had just played half an hour elsewhere and then drove across the city to get to the arena. And you know what? He actually came in with energy in that Nuggets game, didn't he? Yeah, Um, about the only one that did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his three-pointer that he hit didn't look... It was a bit like his... um, the one that he, the rainbow sort of one two that one, yeah. two that he hit it just didn't look like it was going to go in or whatever it shouldn't go in but it did yeah so I, the Sunday game I watched the first half and then I went to bed ready for the Bulls game and you know shout out Windy City I actually enjoyed the game or the parts of the games that I watched I didn't think I would um, you know yeah, the standard. It's you know, it's not quite NBA standard, but it was good to see how obviously one Dalen got on, two Marco, three Costas, and then you know what you're going to get with Malcolm Hill. Yeah, and that's another thing with Dalen Terry. He's got a very good relationship with Marco and um, Malcolm Hill. Obviously, that probably dates back to summer league. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, when I can, I will be watching Windy City. You know, I know they've got a couple of games this weekend, but it's whether I can get up for them at 11 o'clock, midnight, whatever it's going to be, to watch them. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you catch any of it? I know you was working, weren't you? So it's yeah, quite... I was. I, I kind of hoped to be able to watch it in the background, uh, but I, I was I was caught up at work. I couldn't really watch any of it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'll definitely be watching them again, especially if there's more UK-friendly tips and stuff like that. I did kind of encourage a few other members in our uh, NC Red to, to catch them, and I think they enjoyed it as well, to be fair. It's good. So, yeah, um, like I say, I'm all for Dylan going back down if he needs to, or if he yeah. doesn't need to. So you yeah. know he's going to develop. I mean, I think I gave a pretty uh, energetic uh, account of him going back down last week. Um, I'm all on for it. I think it's exactly what the G League is there to help uh, with these two-way players to do. It's a benefit for him. It's a benefit to the Bulls and it's a benefit to the Windy City Bulls. So, I mean, it's a win-win. You know, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I know the standard's not NBA and I'm not in any way saying that these players should be on the Bulls roster but Carlett Jones and I think it was Chris Clemens they were exciting to watch especially Carlett Jones it was just like I, I like Carlett Jones during the um, Summer League yeah it was exciting I thought mm. and you kind of see why he didn't get a roster spot because he's a guard <laughs> yeah. and we're very guard heavy as we know 
watching him play, he, he is very similar to Devon Dotson, I find. Um, but he's got more about him when he goes to the rim. Right. A little bit, a little bit uh, stronger. I mm-hmm. think maybe the right word. Don't want to put any innuendos in there. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and we kind of spoke lightly about it in the last episode, but it's just not going away. Mm-hmm. Billy Donovan. Yes. The well, Bulls Nation seem to have turned on him. Um, or the well, Twitter Bulls Nation do. People that actually watch the game and understand the game a little bit. Are you more professional podcasters and pundit type people? Uh, sort of saying you can't get rid of him. And um, we did kind of touch on it last time, and we both kind of sided with the more professional side mm. of it. Yeah, you know, um, I can, like we've said, I can see the frustration that people have got with him. Absolutely, I've, I've got the same frustrations. Yeah, like we've just touched on in this game, taking P Will out, putting AC in, just doesn't work. Is poorly timed timeouts. Mm-hmm. You know, he texts always takes an early one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does, and then. From that, it's just like, well, are you going to take another one? Because we kind of need you to stop this run that whoever is going on. You know, they're now 6-0. and oh. You know, I mean, how fast did uh, Michael Potter Jr. put up? Was it eight points in that no, that game? Scary how quickly he was allowed to do it. Yeah, you know, and that's not on Billy because he's not on the court. What What is on Billy is calling the timeout to stop it. Yeah, that, it's, it's like we were talking about earlier on in the game. It's all, it's about momentum, and we couldn't get any momentum, but we were allowing them to to have all the momentum, and a timeout can break that. Yeah, as we find going the other way, because yeah. teams tend to do it to us quite quite regularly. Yeah, you know, and I mean, there's people out there comparing him to the bald menace at the minute. You know, well, 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 pump the brakes absolutely. on that anyway. <laughs> you know, shout out um, Matt Peck from CHGO. He's called a couple of them out on Twitter today. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, let's not get silly about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, have people forgotten how bad it was? I mean, it was, yeah. it was embarrassing. I mean, um, what are we now? Year three of Billy? Yeah. Yeah. His first year, it was an evaluation year. Yes. He had pretty much the same roster as what was left to him, barring a few changes like, um, I can't think of his name now, Teague coming in. Oh, yeah. Not, not Teague. Uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. No, not Teague. What's his name? Guy at Pelicans now. Temple of Doom. Oh, Garrett Temple. That's the one. I don't know why I was thinking Teague. Mind, mind went blank. You know, obviously he was brought in money at the start of that year, and um, a couple of others, and then obviously mid-season trades. We brought Vooch in and Javante and Tice and what have you. 
But that first year, it was an evaluation year, as was said. Then obviously last year, the roster was completely flipped and we had Zach and Kobe left and that was it. Yep. So they had to try and... He had to try and coach a completely new setup, and it was all over the place, wasn't it? With injuries, COVID, he even had COVID himself and missed was it five games he missed, yeah. and we got to the playoffs. Now going into this year, all right, we're currently sat six and eight, so below five hundred. Mm-hmm. We've only had two really bad games, right? That's the Cavs yeah. game and last night. Yeah, unfortunately, both at the UC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other losses that we've picked up, the other six losses, we've been in the games. And yeah, you could put some of it down to coaching, as in, like we just said, taking P. Will out like he did against Pelicans. It, it didn't really matter, to be fair, did it against Nuggets, but do you know what I mean? Um, you know, but it's. I don't even think he's had an easy start this year. To be fair to him, because obviously, as we've mentioned before, Kobe White's out is reportedly out already against Pelicans tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, Drummond two games back after missing six. Zach in and out of the starting lineup. Yeah, obviously having to deal with Lonzo from the start. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you can't build any continuity, which is what AK is wanting to do. And the way to be have continuity is to have that same coach. Well, so, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell, really. But I mean, the one thing that annoys me about all these sort of haters on Twitter and stuff, ask them who replaces him. Yeah. Yeah. And who do they answer? What's their answer? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, you can't call for somebody's job and not know who you want to replace them. You know, and Billy isn't a great coach. He's probably average to good, I'd say. Yeah, above, above average, I'd give him. Yeah. You know, there's certain tiers, and I'd say he's maybe, what, third tier? Yeah. You know, you've got your greats up there. You know, Steve Kerr's probably creeped, crept into that, anyway with what he's done. Yeah, he has to be, yeah. You know, and then you've got maybe, like, second tier, which is, I don't know, um, maybe Doc Rivers. Nick Nurse. Yeah. And then I'd say you've got, like Billy and everyone else who people seem to be wanting to replace him with. So you're not going to get anywhere by replacing him with an equal coach, I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're 14, yeah, was it 14 games into the season and people are calling for his job and it comes after, yeah, as we've just said, it was a really disappointing game, as was the Cavs one. But the season's not over. No, it's not. And, and you know, no matter what team you are, no matter how well or how badly you're playing, there's 82 games in an NBA season and, and pretty much every team in a season is going to have a handful of these types of games. Yeah. I mean, look at when I mean, we were talking about it before, Warriors. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're a completely different team. They're completely different coached, and they will eventually go on like a ten and zero run, and straight away they're back in contention. Yeah. Granted, Bulls don't seem to be anywhere near that level. However, we could quite easily go on a three and zero run, and then we're back to above five hundred. Exactly. You know, it's just. Swings and roundabouts in it, this, the, the, you know, and we've come through a very tough start to the schedule with the back to backs and even the opponents that we've had, you yeah. know, double Celtics, double Raptors, Heat, obviously Cavs who started off well, even Wizards, they've started off well, haven't they? Which people seem to be forgetting when yeah. they talk about the fact that they beat us. You know, Pelicans, they're currently sitting above 500. They beat us, just. You know, so it's not like we've lost games against teams who aren't actually putting on good performances at the minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we lose to Magic on Friday night, Saturday morning, then maybe you can start sort of panicking a little bit. Because that's... Not a gimme. There's no gimmies in this league, but it's a game you would expect to win. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, we're both kind of saying, don't sack Billy just yet. No, I mean, look, we're not saying that we're completely behind Billy. I mean, like you said, we can see his flaws, we can see the problems, we can see these continuous issues that are arising pretty much every game. But um, I'm not ready to pull the plug on him. Let's let's give him a bit more than 14 games and see how the season pans out a little bit. I mean, at least let the guy enjoy Thanksgiving and Christmas before you start paying for his blood, like you know. <laughs> well, you see, you switch it back a year, and he almost got the All Star. Yeah, coach as well, didn't he? he literally he missed, missed out, out by, by one, one game. game. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, so to me, you've got to look at is it? Yeah, there's flaws within Billy's sort of style and what have you. Yeah. But the biggest flaws are with the roster the ro- and the, yeah. the setup of it. And he's doing what he can with a pretty, I don't know what sort of level it is. People are saying it's mediocre. You know, you we've got all-stars in the starting lineup and we've got a solid bench. So it should be doing better. But the flaws are we haven't got a three-point shooter and we haven't really got a lot of size. Right. And that was the same last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you uh, know what? This this team is greater than the sum of its parts and at the moment there's there's some vital parts missing. Yeah. And it kind of goes into the next thing that I wanted to talk about and it's Damar, Zach and Vooch. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so the whinging to the refs. Yeah. Now, obviously, I had my rant in the last one about the refs in the Pelicans game, and it's it's a league-wide issue. It's not just Bulls. Mm-hmm. Every team is getting pissed off with the refs. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the video that was going around today from, I think it was OKC against Celtics with Tatum. Yeah, yeah I did, yeah. What the hell was that? It just feels like the refs are on a power trip this season. I don't know what I don't know what it is. 
I mean, he clapped in frustration, didn't he? He didn't even yeah. have the ball. No. He'd, he'd been called a foul, hadn't he? I think it was a reach-in. Yeah. I hadn't seen anything before it. I just saw the reach-in and then him clap his hands and he, <laughs> he looked in shock as he got teed up. And it was like... Yeah. But, but then, I mean, like, he didn't clap at the ref either. He just kind of clapped himself, as in like frustrated with the call, or yeah, he kind of clapped and looked up yeah. to the sky, didn't he? And it's, yeah. like, ah. yeah. <laughs> it's just he looked on in disbelief as he got teed up, and it was like, like I, said, I don't know what the backstory was to it because the clip only shows it from the reaching, right. and you know, so I don't know if there was something before it. The look on his face kind of tells me there wasn't. <laughs> but then what annoys me with the refs is the next play, somebody on OKC could be in the face screaming and shouting. Right, and they let it slide. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway, that's the different thing. We could have a whole episode on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but back to our big three. And yeah, the frustration is there. And we said in the off season when we I think it was when we did the Zach review, was it, or our predictions for Zach? Yeah. One thing we wanted him to stop doing was complaining to the refs. Right. When he doesn't get fouled. And we did kind of bracket Demar into that as well, because yeah. he got teed up quite a lot, pulled away by Ayo last year. And Vooch has kind of fallen into it as well now, hasn't he? And it's kind of filtering through the whole team. Yeah, it is. You can see it. The frustration what, is, is definitely catching. You know, and yeah, it is frustrating and it's really annoying. But, you know, again, does it go back to Billy? Should it be Billy that's kind of telling the players, right, stop, because it's not going to happen. Keep yeah. your head in the game then I will talk to the refs when it is said and done. You know, now obviously the players need to learn off the officials as well. Um, why certain things got called or didn't get called or whatever, because that's what they go and talk to them about through the game, isn't it? Caruso is very good at that. Yes, he is. But the thing with Caruso is he doesn't get teed up when he does it. <laughs> because, you know, you can tell he's pissed with it, but he kind of goes over and he's like, all right, yeah. And then he'll go back and report what's gone on to the rest of the bench. Yeah. You know, Zach, he'll get fouled, he'll hit the ground, and he'll run back talking to the officials when he's eventually got himself up. Mm-hmm. But by that point, they've thrown up a three. You know what I mean? So you, he's out of that play. Totally. And, and then, then he's, he's taking himself out of that play. Yeah. And then his head's not in the next our next offensive play mm-hmm. because he's thinking, right, well, I want a foul this time. So he'll go and do the same thing again and still don't get a foul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just... I get the frustration. I really do because obviously we've expressed our frustration. Yeah, completely. But these are meant to be our three leaders. And... All they're doing is encouraging the rest of the team to be the same. Right. You know, that's where you guys like Javante, if you don't get fouled, he's back up and he's trying to influence a defensive play, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he's that kind of a guy. It's just like, right, yeah, get on with it. 
and yeah, I just it's not a re- obviously a reason why we're losing, but it certainly doesn't help. No, because we saw it in the Pelicans game when all three of them. I just said, I said, didn't I? When are we going to take these out? Because they're losing us the game. It did, and we turned it around again. Yeah, which which was the case all the way through that game. Really, it was the bench that was pulling us back in. Yeah. So, I guess the next question on them three is: Does it work? Them being our big three. Ooh. Now, now you're now you're opening up a big old can of worms, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> And just before we go into it, I saw on obviously we've got Pelicans tomorrow, and yeah. we've heard everything that got called, you know, said after the last game. Demar Rosen on his Insta put, well, on his story put a picture of Bane from Batman, mm-hmm. who obviously has that famous quote of, you know, he was born in the dark or whatever it was, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time he's referenced Batman or Bane or whatever. Well, he loves Batman though, doesn't he? I mean, he has that big old Joker tattoo on his arm. Yeah. And it seems to be that when he's gone into a bit of a dark place or he's not quite in it, he goes to Batman and then he comes out firing. Well, then he needs to watch Batman before every game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was just a little... Little thing I noticed. I don't know if there's anything to it or what, but um, I guess we'll see in the game against the Pels. Yeah. So anyway, but do you think these three are working, or they work together? Uh, I, I kind of sprung it on you there, like, but <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's very, very, very hard to say that they don't work. You know, but at the same time there's no concrete evidence really to say that they do either. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the thing that I'm constantly banging on about is that I think our offense works best when it's played through Vooch in an inside outside game. Yeah. Anytime Vooch starts the game on the perimeter and tries to play the outside inside game, the offense stagnates, falls apart, and ends up just going to ISO Demar. Yeah. It's all about Vooch playing into the paint, into the post, putting the ball into him, and then if he can get his little uh, bunny shot, great. And if he can't, he is a great facilitator of the ball. He can kick it out to Demar in the mid-range to Zach either either on a drive or at the perimeter or to whoever else and when we're doing that it looks really really good and it works but for yeah. some reason anytime we're playing that way whether it's a billy call or whether it's a, something that just breaks down themselves or they want to try something different they just seem to stop doing it and I can, I can never work it out when it's working why would you change it? Yeah. Wait until it stops working and then look for something else. But they seem to be working it that way and then inexplicably try something different. 
Yeah. So, and then that's where we're seeing the bench pull them out of the... Exactly. So I, I guess I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, do I think that they work as a big three? Yes, but only when it's played through Vooch, inside, outside. When it's try when they try to do something different, particularly when it ends up going to ISO Demar, everybody's got the memo at this stage. It's just not working. Yeah. Now, so my take on it is pretty much what you've just said. However, I think the refs are playing Demar slightly different this year, which mm-hmm. is having an effect. He's not getting to the line as often as he normally would no and you've kind of highlighted before it just doesn't look the same Demar this year and then all of a sudden he'll drop 46 um, yeah. <laughs> so Demar you're not looking like Demar you know what to do tomorrow absolutely um, prove us wrong yeah now Zach it doesn't look the same Zach either does he not at all. And that's obviously down to his knee, which we've spoke about. Yeah. However, to me, when Zach is looking his best, it's when he's with that second unit. When, yeah, that's working. Yeah. And I'm definitely here for it. And, you know, it just seems as if Zach can't cook when Demar's there. Or on yeah. the court with him. Yeah. You know, we know what sort of a player Zach is. He can create his own shot. He can catch and shoot. Doesn't always work. <laughs> but obviously, he's just lacking that explosiveness as well at the minute. Definitely. So, I think it's just something that is always going to be highlighted when you've got a so-called big three. Yeah, I guess. But let let, let me ask you this then, Matt, right? Do you think that it affects the way that they function as a big three if Lonzo's back in that starting lineup? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to say because we didn't see a lot of it. No, I know. I know a lot of it is theoretical based, but still. I mean, we yeah. we, we got a, a little bit of a portion size to, to play with. You know, obviously, you're taking the ball out of Demar's hands a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think you're utilising Vooch a lot more. Yeah. And if Zach goes back to Zach, you're also seeing the best of Zach. Right. That transition offence, the big dunk, you know, getting on the end of lobs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think obviously we're definitely missing Lonzo. And yeah. that's why I think Mark Kay always bangs on about how how can you say you're going to miss your potentially your fourth best player as much as we are, and it's because he makes everybody on the court better, right? Including our big three. Yeah, and it's because he's a true he's a true point. He runs the floor, and not only does he run the floor, but he's a two way player. Yeah, do you know so that point of attack defence, what we saw of it before he went down with the injury, what we saw of it with him and AC together, that was defence by 
death by a thousand cuts, is it? I think the CHGO lads call it. That's, yes. That was a stifling, stifling defence. And it was so high up because it was that point of attack. That yeah. It wasn't giving any other any of the opposition a chance to settle. Yeah, I mean, and all of this is no discredit to Ayo because he's, I think he's been solid. He has been, yeah. But yeah. he's not Lonzo. No, not yet anyway. And it, yeah, you know, and I think he's got a good link up with Vooch as Ayo. He does. But if you take the ball out of Ayo's hands into the mar, it seems as if Ayo might as well not be on the court. Right. Whereas, if you take the ball out of Lonzo's hands into Demar's, you know that he's, you know, I'm not like so I'm not trying to discredit Ayo in any way because he is a good defender and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you know that Lonzo, they've got to watch him around the arc because they know that he's a quality three-point shooter. Whereas yeah. Ayo is very. Hit and miss, as we've seen. Yeah. You know, so he just helps to spread the floor a bit more as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, but obviously we're not going to see that for however long. No, although there was a positive bit of word or bit of news out there um, this this yeah, week about him, wasn't there? Yeah, running in water as well. Yeah. I'd rather he was running on water, a bit like Jesus. But he's, <laughs> but he's also he's also apparently pain free at the minute. Yeah, which Sweet. is great because I mean, considering it's not that long ago uh, before they did the clean up surgery, that he um, he said he couldn't even walk upstairs without pain. So yeah, there's definitely improvements uh, unless it regresses. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously we're getting on for time, so I'm just gonna. Th- I'm gonna throw. Well, I was gonna throw some player bench waves at you. Yeah. Okay. And one of them that I actually had was play bench or wave. Demar Zach Vooch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think the obvious answer is to wave Vooch, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. Um, I think I would say play Zach, bench Vooch, and wave Demar. Right. Now, the reason why I would go with that is because. As much as I think Damar is absolutely fantastic, and uh, you know, think, think the world of him and love him with the Bulls and everything like that, I just I'm I'm finding it's becoming more and more linear. Yeah, and I think potentially moving forward with Zach on a max contract, and Zach still has more to give once that knee starts to improve. Plus, he has the three point. Uh, that we so desperately need, and so does Vooch, to a certain degree at least. I think long-term, Damar is the one that needs to go. 
I'll probably be shot for saying that, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, I haven't really thought about an answer myself. I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> but, so you just let me hang myself, but you, you yeah. can sit back and smile, right? Okay. No, I'll give you an answer. Um, <laughs> I agree about what you just said about Demar. So it's with Demar. I mean, you can't bench your max player, can you? Um, <laughs> no, you can't. However, as I've just said, he works well with that second unit. True. So, I'm going to bench him and I'm going to play Vooch. Last, <laughs> last year, <laughs> that is, you know, I wasn't that high on Vooch last year and now I'm picking him over our other two best players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously it means nothing but no, no. just a, bit, a of little bit of fun to throw out there so I mean I don't know if you've got anything else if you want to throw any PBWs in yeah I've got a PBW for you as well yeah uh, in fact I've got two I want to try out another one as well but um, Kobe White right Dalen Terry oh, and Io Desumu wow uh, I'm going to say wave Kobe <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not out on him as I've discussed in our previous episodes. However, it does look like he's on his way out, so I might as well wave him. Bench Terry and play Io. Yeah, I do the same because I'm excited to see what happens with Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we only really see what happens with Io. Yeah, yeah, That's I'd agree. Event. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we just wanted to throw a couple of PBWs in there. Take it back uh, to the off season a little bit. Yeah, have a bit of fun. Um, Can I throw one more at you? I've got one. I've got one different one for you. Go on then. Before we go, go Billy Donovan, Tom Thibodeau, and Scott Skiles. Uh, it's quite difficult from a coach point of view actually isn't it yeah <laughs> have you got an answer on it I do but I was really thinking about it as I was writing them down yeah oh, it's Billy and Thibodeau that's, that's the, they're the ones that have got me yeah I mean ap- apart from um, Phil Jackson obviously these are our three kind of most successful coaches of of the post dynasty really yeah I don't know you've stumped me on that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean they're just so different aren't they Um, it's it's hard it is a hard one but I think I went with in my own head I would play Tom Thibodeau just because he gave us more success albeit potentially played with a more talented roster Um, bench Billy and I'd let Scott Skiles go which is a bit harsh on Scott Skiles I think but yeah that's the way uh, that's the way I was kind of leaning it's just hard to hard to go with coaches isn't it it is it is yeah it's 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 not as simple (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, obviously just a quick one we are playing Pelicans tomorrow 
you know, tomorrow night, it's Thursday morning for us. So we aim to be back on Thursday. Uh, just a quick one on the Pelicans game. They're going to be on the second of a back-to-back. They play Grizzlies tonight. Um, don't know how they're going to line up for it. Either way, I think it's still going to be a tough game for us. Yeah. I did mention to you that on according to the NBA app, Zion is a game-time decision for our game. I didn't look at tonight's for him. And that's kind of where my head was at with it being a back-to-back. You know, he's got his health problems. Ingram's got his health problems. So do the rest of them tonight? Do the rest of them tomorrow? Do the rest of them at all? We just don't know. No, no. Um, either way, we've got to come out firing. And Definitely. We need to look like we care. I mean, we did it last week, didn't we, against them? We come out and we raced into a big lead and then we just went flat. And that's what we've got to stop tomorrow. We need that big lead and then we need the bench to come in and extend it, yeah. steady it, whatever. Uh, how do you see it going quickly? Uh, well, I, I do think that if they lose the game against um, the Grizz, then they'll play Williamson against us. Yeah. But if they win the game against the Grizzlies, then they'll potentially bench him against us. Um, so that's kind of the deciding factor, really. If, if Zion plays, it's going to be a lot tougher for us to take the win. Um, if Zion isn't playing, I think we've got a great chance to win the game. Yeah, I'm going to go for a dub. I've been quite pes- like pessimistic the last couple of games in our predictions. Yeah, I actually predicted that we'd lose this, uh, the Pelicans won and the Nuggets won, and we did. So I'll flip it and I'll predict we're going to win it. Okay. Let's so, yeah, yeah I, I'll, stick, I'll stick with that as well. I mean, I, I predicted a loss against uh, the Nuggets, um, but I'm going to go for a W against uh, the Pelicans this time. Revenge yeah. game. So, as usual... Uh, thanks everyone for listening hope you're still with us as we have gone a little bit further than we wanted to Um, but that's what happens when we start talking bulls I hope you enjoyed it especially the little Drummond interlude Um, and hit us up in the comments if you agree with what we've said disagree with what we've said let us know your PBWs who you'd yep. play a bench and wave, as it was always a good discussion point in the off-season. And like I say, we aim to be putting another episode out on Thursday night, where we'll hopefully be talking about a dub over the Pels. So until then, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK, and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil. Find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the C Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if you can. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, C Red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.